Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined in the Krogerfield parking lot by Derek Terry. <laughs> Derek, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. So we're uh, we just wrapped up Mark Stoops' first Monday press conference of the season, and we're going to make sure we get these notes up there to you pretty soon. Uh, Derek, you said it as we were walking out. There's not a not a lot of Big time stuff, but a lot of little notes that fans need to know heading into week one. There were, I don't even know where to start. Um, it's kind of always that way before the first game, just some housekeeping stuff. You find out guys who are suspended. We got an update on the guys who obviously have been arrested waiting on that case. I thought Stoops had some interesting things to say there, but no huge major storyline. I mean, years ago we had. Some years you have a quarterback, starter being named. You see that at Tennessee today, they named a starting quarterback. Really nothing like that here today. So it was a lot of little things. I'd say the biggest thing, at least for if I was a fan, what I would probably care about was the depth chart. We got our first depth chart abnormally late, it seems like. I can remember past few years, sometimes you would even get it at SEC Media Days, yeah. the first depth chart. So we're going way deep um, into the year these days without it. But um, – Things that stood out to me, Sean, two things. First big thing, on defense, almost everyone's a senior. It's crazy. Who's starting. Um, literally every single guy on this depth chart listed as first team is a senior except for Carrington Valentine. And also, that brings me to my second point, which I'll elaborate on, but the only spot that a starter has not been decided is middle linebacker. So you have Jacquez Jones, who is a senior. So if he starts, it's 10 out of the 11. But also Trevin Wallace, the number one recruit in their class last year, is right there. I'm, I'm going to call my shot. I'm going to say he starts Saturday. Yeah. I'm going to say with how much time Jones missed, they're going to run Trevin Wallace up there at first. And he might not start the whole season. They might just keep uh, Jacquez Jones once he gets healthier and more acclimated. But I bet, I bet Wallace plays just as many snaps, if not more, than Jones. But then um, – Otherwise, Sean, on offense, you had Magwood, Burton, also on defense, Martez Thrower, and then Khalil Saunders also on defense. You're speaking of of uh, Wallace. I mean, we're, we're talking – I know Jones has missed some time in camp with an injury, but if you're, you're talking about sharing snaps or playing the same amount of snaps, you're talking about a guy that was a leading tackler on an SEC team yeah. a year ago, which says a lot about uh, how good Wallace can be. Uh, but you mentioned earlier, too – so there, there's the depth chart. And you mentioned the the six players that have been under that were you know charged mm-hmm. a week or so ago, and that process has kind of been a, a here there process. Just we're just kind of waiting to see exactly what comes next, Derek. But the one thing that stands out to me today is Mark Stoops didn't necessarily say it, but his words led to us thinking that. I think everyone that can watch that press conference, even read quotes, knows. I don't think Mark Stoops thinks that those guys were wrongly charged. Yeah, I wanted to be careful with how I – I don't want to put words in his mouth. But he – I mean, he's definitely put off the vibe that – I don't want to say he doesn't think they've done anything wrong. I feel like, one, he's probably very frustrated that this happened almost six months ago and they just now got charged. Um, but John Hell from the Courier-Journal, he just asked him, basically, do you feel confident enough – in the system, in the process, that you would want to bring those guys back, and he he just said he would, like he would like to bring them back. So I think that's all. 
clearly, if they're still suspended, that is a decision that is over Stoops' head because if it was up to him and he flat out said they would be on the team. And um, I'll, I will be curious to see how quickly of a resolution. Um, I, I just saw the tweet from Matt Jones when we were in there yeah. talking about and, – and Stoops mentioned, was it Danny, Danny Butler, Danny Butler? I can't remember the guy's name, but Stoops mentioned him in the press conference, and then Matt Jones was tweeting about that guy and how he's helping the six players who are charged out. And he said there could be stuff that come out that comes out tonight or tomorrow yeah. in the players' favor, which I had heard um, some scuttlebutt that there were some things that would look good for the players that had not yet come out. But I also heard that last week, so I, you know, I didn't know what was taking so long in that regard. But I'll, I'll be curious to see how long this process takes. If something can come out that, and I, again, I don't know how it's going to play out. I'm not real, maybe thankfully for my part, is I'm not super knowledgeable on the legal yeah. system. I'm not had to go through it, thankfully. Um, but I almost wonder if there's some, if more evidence or however you want to phrase it comes out in the player's favor, if there would be enough to push people above stoops to, to maybe try to get these guys back on the field but who, who knows well and here's the thing too like they we know that they've not been practicing right right yeah so this that. this is definitely I, get, I say you have to rule them out for week one for sure regardless right yeah I'm you, not, i'd be curious if it's a um, suspension from be even being around i don't think I don't, I don't think it's that i think they can still come in and Surely they're still allowed to work out and keep their bodies in yeah. shape as much as they can. But yeah, I mean, this has definitely been a setback for those guys. Uh, so, and and I mean, I I didn't, I don't want to come off as saying that Mark Stoops said, he didn't say that they were wrongfully charged. Just reading body language, Derek, that he was definitely frustrated with kind of maybe this whole situation that where it happened in March. You get to a certain point, you probably think that nothing's going to come of it, or maybe it was taken care of, or whatever the issue was, and then boom. Six months later, here you are two weeks before the season starts. And maybe, in a sense, defending his guys a little bit, too. If he if he thinks that they didn't do anything wrong or if it comes out, you know he's going to go to bat for those guys. Just knowing how they've handled issues in the past, I, I do get the sense that – and, again, I don't, I don't want to say things he didn't say, but no, I'm with you. Like, I think he is probably talking more about this – in a more candid manner than I can remember any other legal issue that they've had under him. I mean, he he just seems very confident. I, I don't think he would put himself out here and risk looking like he didn't care about what might have happened if he truly believed that those accusations were true. I guess that's how I would phrase yeah. it. Like, um, my, yeah, I, I'm, I still lean towards thinking that well, actually, I don't know which way I lean. Honestly, I, I don't. I don't know enough about it. Um, it's definitely going to remain a story. And it's uh, another thing about it too is that sometimes when you have legal issues in a program, you'll you'll try to talk as little about it as possible. Like he's not like shying away from answering these questions. Yeah. He's not like shutting it down. I mean, he is. I, I guess I would say he's letting on more than I would think if he. It was if he viewed this as like a true black eye for the program. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. So. Uh- 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, on another note, too, we'll, we'll move on to something else. Uh, another big note is Kentucky had exceeded the vaccination threshold, Derek, which is mm-hmm. really impressive from where we were at SEC Football Media Days just, what, six weeks ago maybe? I think we were down there, if that, six, June, seven. July, right? Yeah, so it, it's been a bit. And Kentucky, Mark Stoops says they exceeded 85%, which is good news because if teams haven't met 85%, that means they under, they have to go under, undergo COVID protocols yeah. with regular COVID testing, which then brings into account the possibility of forfeiting games of too many positive cases. So Kentucky has avoided that. It sounds like they reached a, point, a couple things. Um, I won't talk about it too much, but like the Delta variant is a much bigger factor now than it was from what I remember, in mid-July. Yeah. Um, actually, I know for sure it is because there were basically no regulations at all in SEC, at SEC Media Days, um, whereas, you know, mass mandates and things like that are back at UK now. I don't know how much that plow – I would imagine it probably swayed some players, but two, probably, honestly, probably the bigger thing is what Stoop said is that guys want to play. And uh, my guess is the Chris Rodriguez tweet where he talked about not wanting to let his team down is ultimately what convinced most of these guys to get the vaccine. Um, If you have NFL aspirations, you don't want to miss any games. Uh, And plus, dude, think about this way. These guys, like, grind all year. Like, football players as much as anybody have very difficult workouts. It's a hard game to play in general. You don't want to practice and work out all year and then miss – Games because you had an avenue to get vaccinated, but you chose not to, and then you contact tracing whatever keeps you out. You know you don't you don't want that to happen. I think that's ultimately what these guys is what convinced them to do it. Now over eighty five percent. My guess is you don't hear anything else about that because I feel like for most schools, once you exceeded the eighty five percent, like I don't think we'll ever get a firm number like ninety four percent of the roster is vaccinated. And he won't be asked about it again. He won't. I mean, it's done. That's that's all that it it took. And I mean, it's impressive from where because they weren't even close when we were at SEC football media day. Like you said, we don't know a number, but we from what Stoop said is that they they weren't close at all. To his credit, too, he didn't seem very worried about it at the time. I felt like he thought they would always get there. And for some of these guys, it probably just took. You know, they held out a little bit longer. I mean, I won't stray too far, but, like, I, I think you're seeing that now in other sectors of life. I think there are people who maybe held off for a long time, and now that some other things have come out, they, they've decided well, that they're going to get it. And, so. too, you gotta you got to go the route that, that I had 
I had COVID yeah. late, so you had you had to wait a certain amount of time before people started getting it. So that could have been the case for some of these guys because we we do know that some of them missed the, some games yeah. last year uh, with it. But uh, yeah, that, that's good news if you're a Kentucky fan. That as it stands right now, no games would be forfeited on Kentucky's end. Well, that's what I mentioned when we talked about it the last time. I was like, I thought if you're a UK fan, no matter how you felt about vaccines or getting into that, like if you had a rooting interest. You probably should hope that you know no one, nobody wants to see games get canceled. And with this news, it's very much most likely not going to happen. You will not have a game get canceled now. So I'm assuming at some point we'll probably know what all schools in the SEC have exceeded that, right? When it comes out to because we know I think they all will. Yeah, I, I think mean, that that's yeah, I think so as well. Any other notes that stand out? I know it's a normal game week, non-conference game, uh, first non-conference game for Kentucky yeah. in a regular season since two years ago. So Stoops kind of alluded to that that it feels normal to be preparing yeah. for ulm and we have to call them ulm yeah that's what they want to be called yeah they want to be called ulm instead of louisiana monroe i would say the only other big note and something i haven't or we haven't talked about enough probably because it just i'm not saying it just dawned on me but whenever you see the depth chart it really stands out especially with andrew phillips out like we've probably not talked enough about how many corners they lost from last year you're at a point today on the depth chart where quandre mosley is listed as the backup at both spots. So that tells you they really only feel good about three corners right now. You go back to last year, obviously Eccles and Joseph, both guys got drafted. But you had a guy like Jamari Brown who had started games. You know, he didn't play a whole lot last year. He was injured. Um, but Jamari Brown's gone. You had MJ Devonshire transfer to Pitt. Like, those are guys who would no doubt be in the two deep right now, most likely be in the two deep. And then you have the Andrew Phillips at rest. You're in a spot where you have – you know, five guys who were on your team last year aren't there anymore at that yeah. spot. And I, I think that's, um, like I said, I don't think it snuck up on you, but it's a little bit more evident that they are pretty thin there whenever Andrew Phillips isn't in the mix. So as important as Jatah McLean was, and I think he's probably would be the most used player, and also Vito Tisdale, obviously, for how much he played last year. But you can make a case that having that extra body and Andrew Phillips, a guy that you would be comfortable playing, I mean, that's that's a big loss right yeah. now. It is, and uh, Stoops was also asked about, you know, Levis and, and his yeah. arm and and everything, and if there's any kind of maybe pressure that, that Will's putting on himself about having a big arm going into to week one, and I, I'm going to ask you here on the spot, is is that first snap, is that a run to Chris Rodriguez, or is it a play fake and a bomb by Levis? What do you think? I'm going to say play action tight end drag dump off the Justin rig <laughs> for a big something game. easy I don't think yeah. they're going to start off with a difficult it'll be a run or an easy pass something that should go for a completion um I have no doubt though that Levis like do you remember the fan day when he was just throwing bombs into the stands <laughs> I have no doubt he's going to sell one early and people are going to say oh no what's going on here like yeah. he's going to be amped up it's going to take him some time I think to settle in but I bet he ends up having a I mean he better have a good game against these guys right yeah. so uh I don't doubt he's going to be juiced up. He's going to have some passes that are going to be too hot to handle. But he he's like a, a lot of these other guys. He just needs to play. Yeah. You know, he needs to get more reps. And once he gets in there and settles in, I bet I bet this season you see far more good than bad from Will Levis. That would be my guess. But don't don't panic if you see him slingshot one. 10 feet above the wide receiver's head because it might be coming uh, on one of those passes. Yeah, it very well could be because <laughs> you know he's going to be amped up. Uh, Kentucky fans are going to be amped up. This stadium, I'm, I'm assuming Derek will be full on Saturday. We're sitting Maybe. outside of it now. 
Uh, there'll definitely be a lot of more people in it for game one than what there was for game one at Kroger Field a year ago. You check the weather report right here. I think yeah, let's, I think it's been looking good for uh, – It was 82 the last time I looked in sunny, but that was also three days ago. So let's go so ahead. So the hurricane is going to bring a lot of rain tomorrow in Lexington. But, yeah, Saturday, 80 degrees. Weather temperatures going down, some cloud cover. There we uh, go. Could be a nice day to come out and watch some football. Yep. To kick off the 2021 season, the first of three to start the season here at Kroger Field before Kentucky goes on the road to South Carolina. We'll be right here on Kentucky Daily to provide all that coverage leading up to game week and kickoff and then post kickoff as well. Uh, Derek and I are planning to record possibly another episode here pretty soon on Kentucky basketball and Tubby Smith. We will save that for that episode. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. 